Welcome to Salty Crackers, where two middle-aged women discuss movies, books, things going on in the world, whatever crosses our salty little minds. Please enjoy the show, and listener discretion may be advised. This is Summer. And this is Kirsten. And we're Salty Crackers. So we're both... (laughs) Yes, we're both back, or I guess it's just me who's back. I'm gone mentally all the time so well i'm not sure sure who's here right now but it's it's one of my personalities named kirsten okay yeah i don't know which one of me is here either Mm. for october 12th do you want to know what the national days are i do national farmers day what what we love our farmers national national free thought day Every day is free thought day for me. Yeah, I'm trying to wonder when it's not for me. <laughs> Na- National Gumbo Day. I've never had any. You've never had gumbo? No, but I would love some. Okay. I would love to try it. I'm all about trying different things, but there's a few things I would not like to try. Yeah. Rocky Mountain Oysters, for one. <laughs> Yeah, I'll pass on those. Nice. What else is it? Um, it is also National Savings Day. Ha! Huh. I know they're not talking about collectible items. I know they're talking <laughs> about money. Unless you're collecting salty cracker items. I don't think that's what they mean. Darn it. I tried. It's not National Salty Cracker Day. <laughs> we need to come up with a day. I don't know when that would be. Our year anniversary? Maybe. Maybe. It's also National Vermont Day. Hey, Vermont. Hey. Send me some maple syrup. I just want to go visit. Maybe live. I don't know. I think you want to live there. You think what? I think you want to live there. And I think she's down and living in haunted houses as long as it's cool. I do want to go and own like a great big huge old home and everyone says well you know if it's that old it's going to be haunted well bring it because obviously i'm kind of used to it by now well yeah and i found it really doesn't matter how old the house is or building ghosts go wherever the hell they want to they sure do but you know if it's an old house maybe you got some more character to it you know it's like today i was cleaning out closets i've been on this uh, reduce the amount of stuff we have in the house thing that's mm-hmm. not a bad kick to be on so i'm trying to stick with it it's like oh you know i went through this closet and pulled out stuff and now there's extra dog hair and sweep that up and then i ended up sweeping the hallway into the living room and then there's bird seed everywhere because uh, i've got a lot of birds yeah yeah it, it well, feels impossible it, it isn't. You just stay in one room and you work until that room's done. You create an area and you're probably going to need a large one that's, you know, out of the way. And you just start stockpiling stuff there that you're going to donate. Oh, I have five bags of clothes right now. And you make those girls help you. Yeah, that would be nice. And you set yourself a limit, like clothes if I haven't worn it in a year and I give myself a year on clothes because maybe it's winter clothing or summer clothing but if I haven't worn them in a year I try to get rid of them well see what I did is if it doesn't fit me right now there's that too I can either get rid of or because I'm trying to be an optimist okay a size smaller hopefully I'll fit into those again because I don't like where I'm at I can put them in storage because I don't have all the money in the world to be buying a new wardrobe. Right. You've never had to worry about it so much. Yeah. <laughs> Not like I have. All right. Well, it's also National Bring Your Teddy Bear to Work or School. Huh. Oh, I got the I next one. Dumb National Days. No, this one. this one's good. This okay. one's all for me. National Curves Day. Huh? Yeah, curves. 
maybe they mean roads, not people. Um, maybe my curves are enough. They qualify. <laughs> <laughs> There's National Emergency Nurses Day. Cool. National Fossil Day. That's pretty cool. Yeah. National Stop Bullying Day. And Kirsten, how do you stop a bully? You beat them up. Absolutely. And National Let me just tell you this. Bullies don't like people that stand up to them. So, like I tell my kids, even if they win the fight, you are going to have challenged them and maybe put a dent in their head and they're not going to be wanting to do that so much to you or whatever. Yeah. They don't like challenge. They like people who just give in and cower at them and that's not the way to go. I agree. Oh, then the very last one that I'm seeing I'll take your parents to lunch day. Mama, come hang out with me so we can go to lunch. Well, okay, so here's the fun thing is I will be visiting her like the day or two after. Why? So I can play in the dirt. What dirt? Why do you, what? At mom's house. I'm going to plant bulbs. Oh, yeah. She told me about that. Hey, while you're there, clean out her gutters. Okay. Are you afraid of heights? Well, always, but I was thinking more of me and my clumsy self. Oh, well, that'll just be an adventure. Yeah. You know, well, I, uh, Decided to have a fight with the asphalt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this next time, maybe I can have a fight with uh, something else and break my neck. <laughs> there we go. We solved all my problems. <laughs> right. <laughs> Unless she has a ghost at her house who wants to help me. Oh, she probably does. You know, talking about ghosts and it being the best month ever. Because Halloween is the coolest holiday ever. Yeah. Um, so, we had at least one ghost in the house in you, that mom's house. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I lived there as mm -hmm. an adult from the age of 22 or 21 to 30. And the kids and I had the downstairs apartment. Mm -hmm. And I remember, uh, I don't know if Kirsten was born yet or if I was pregnant with her, but Paul and Kirsten shared the nursery. And I remember he kept whining one night, kind of, you know. So I went and I finally put him in bed with me. Yeah. And he's asleep. And I am not. I'm trying to go back to sleep, but I'm not there yet. And I feel somebody touch me. Ugh. And it's like over the blankets that are on me. They like my calf and kind of rub up and down it. And then kind of like your fingers almost tapping like rum, rum, rum. Pervert. So and like on my calf. Yeah. And I said, I know you're there and you need to leave my son alone. Then you need to leave here now. And the thing is, is that Paul was always afraid in the basement and he would sleep with uh, his beanie pulled over his head. Even when we left mom's and dad's house. Yeah. And then it wasn't until we had lived in Duckwater and he was living with Tissiana and Dominic and Tissiana uh, did a smudging of the house, her house. Mm -hmm. And she said there was some horrible thing in Paul's room and it was tall and evil and had long fingers and she had told the boys to sit on the couch. Now they're like 17, something like that. Yeah. Sit on the couch and pray. And 
she was working really hard to get this thing out and it like rushed past her and she you know i guess you leave the front door open so that the evil can leave okay Um, they need a door to leave but um it rushed past her and then she finished smudging and she went out and dominic's sitting there and paul's got his head down and she goes is he still praying he goes no he fell asleep after that Paul never had that thing torment him. That's awesome. Right. But oh. I've had the thing touch me. I've been touched by ghosts. Oh, yeah. I've seen them. Yeah. And, you know, I think this is the perfect season to discuss all of it. Right. Yeah. You know, I've had my experiences in uh, mom's basement, apartment, whatever it is. What have you? Oh, Yeah. What did you experience? Oh, it was horrible. Absolutely and truly horrible. So <clears throat> this was this was back when I moved back to Fern or Ely, whatever town we're in. And it was after you fired me from Nevada, Nevada Slag. And or sorry, the night before I was starting my new job with the optometrist. Mm-hmm. And mom and dad had to, I think, go to Salt Lake for a doctor's appointment for dad. I'm home alone. Not a big deal. And I have my dog with me. And he didn't like the basement. And I don't remember if it was that night in particular, but there were nights that he would stand over me and growl at the head of the bed, which was up against a fireplace, like the back of a fireplace. Mm-hmm. Am I wording that? Yeah. That makes sense. It was brick. It was the back side of the fireplace and the fireplace was in one room. Yeah. Yeah. And my dog would stand over me and he'd just look at that brick and growl. Um, He usually, when I would move, would stand over me only the first night, try to protect me. But I'd been there more than a night or two. And this one night in particular, I'm asleep something woke me and the only way I can describe what happened was there was like this the staticky sound in the room and it was darker than normal in the room and it just felt like it kept getting darker and darker and darker and next thing I knew I was being restrained like pinning me down I could not move my body and almost like it was sitting on my chest and if you want to know what's insulting yeah that one's really it's like a big insult to your senses you don't even really see what's holding you down just dark right and so eventually it went away Needless to say, I was really tired from my first day at work. Did not get much sleep that night. No. But that was my first experience with, like, a physical attack. Hmm. Did you ever have a physical attack? Oh, yeah. In the house in Fernley. Oh. What? Oh, yeah. What happened? Um... Well, I had, I want to say there were, there were, there were bunk beds in there for a time. And I remember I was asleep or dozed off and something shook the whole bed, like rocked it. So it was like two feet and two feet you know dang another time it act uh, something actually struck me in the face really mm-hmm. you can ask mom about that one she went in and had words with it yeah she's all I don't mind if you stay in this house but if you are going to harm my family you will be required to leave and da 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 yeah 
Okay. So here's the thing most people don't get about spirits. So if there's spirits, that means that there's something after death. If yeah. there's something after death, that means that there's a God. And if there's a God, guess who has the ultimate power? God. So, you know, whose side are you on? Because mm-hmm. he's always going to be on our side. And <clears throat> you just have to use that power and authority that Jesus Christ and God have. Oh, yeah. You couldn't force a spirit to leave. Yeah. So both of those were in Fernley. Mm-hmm. Were they in the room you and I shared or were they in your... Mm-hmm. In my room. Okay. So here's another thing, which I'm sure you're more than aware of, was... Oh, I'm the audience isn't. So go ahead. <laughs> yes. So um, there was a period of time where Kirsten got put in a... Was it a rehab center? First it, was the mental hospital and then was rehab. But I think that this happened before that. You were not home anymore. Oh. So I don't remember which one you were in. I'm leaning towards the rehab center. I'm leaning towards Elko. Okay. And Kirsten's bedroom had a walk-in closet as far as, you know, for a secondary bedroom. That was like the ideal bedroom to have. You get a little bit of a walk-in closet. It was not too shabby. But it was also a colder room. So when Kirsten was gone... Our parents decided to use her closet as kind of a pantry. Sounds really odd saying it, but at the time it didn't seem odd. So mom was making dinner. Hey, Summer, go into Kirsten's room and grab a can of corn. I don't know. Okay. It was a can of something. And at that time, our oldest nephew was there. And so I go into her room and sweet little Justin, he's not so little anymore. He's like almost seven feet tall. Right. Um, he toddles on in with me. I take two steps in there and that room, holy cow, was nothing but evil. And I didn't even make it to the closet. I grabbed Justin, ran out and said, mom, I'm never going in there again. So luckily she didn't make me, but Kirsten, what you were doing before that, bad stuff. You don't do that in someone's home. I wasn't doing anything. You said you were practicing witchcraft. No, I I was about to. Oh. Um, I was in a very dark and angry place. Yeah. And the thing with that... Is although you might be angry and it might be a dark place, you don't want to feed that because it just grows and grows and grows. So I was super, super close to uh, doing a death wish, a death spell on somebody. Dang. I was inviting evil into my life, like openly. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very angry very dark and uh yeah and actually start doing any witchcraft but i had a spell and eh. so that's what that was it was an invitation of evil and that's a problem that you know like so i've been there and i've felt it and i know what it is and I've yeah. had experiences when I wasn't in that dark and horrible place, but like I won't, and I and I don't allow my children to watch demonic type films mm-hmm. because you invite that into your home, you invite that energy, you invite that um, power into your home. Yeah, and so like we'll watch. Oh, the Halloween movies or, <laughs> yes, you know, because it's, 
just a stupid story. Right. And while I'm on the subject of that, okay, so apparently they're coming out with a new Halloween movie, or they have. I don't know. The end? Like Halloween ends? I guess. I don't know. And Jamie Lee, I've seen the advertisements on TV, and Jamie Lee Curtis from the first one is in this one, and she's like, he won't stop until I'm dead. Blah, blah, yeah, blah, blah. yeah, yeah. She's an old woman, okay? Yeah. I'm thinking, okay, <clears throat> all she's been doing is running from him the whole time. <laughs> Her whole he's, the one <laughs> he's the one that's been like chasing her down and hacking people to death and well he's been in situations that would have killed normal people right (laughs) he's still i don't believe i've ever seen any of them all the way through i think i've seen bits and pieces okay honestly i don't know the backstory i really don't craig put on halloween 2 yesterday and i'm like i don't understand like so (laughs) i don't get it what's the backstory (laughs) Yeah, so Jason actually started Halloween, the first one, so Savannah could see it. And she was so worked up over just the music that the music would change and she would jump. (laughs) Like, nothing (laughs) scary happened. (laughs) But I can't handle it. It's so scary. Like, oh, no, no, no. But here's my point. Jamie Lee Curtis is an old woman now. (laughs) Okay? Yeah. And Jason is old, too. So how come... He's just as powerful, just as spry. He doesn't like have a bad back or arthritis. Oh, because or- Mike Myers was amazing. He was just clean. Why? Well, how can he not be aging? I know he was crazy, but <laughs> honestly, he's old too now. So, like, you would think he'd have some like arthritis. Or- yeah, you know that he's her brother in the movie. No, I don't know that. Okay, he is. I'm ruining the movie for you. That's her older brother. Really? <laughs> yes. I, well, why does he want to kill her so much then? Um, he, I don't know. You'll have to watch. I, that's all I'll give. It's been a few years since I've seen the first, I don't know how many. So, if she's spry, then that makes him genetically spryer because <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't get it. She's old and he's still like tromping around. He doesn't drive. He walks everywhere. Oh, he he, he did drive in the first one. I don't know. He broke free from the insane asylum. Yeah. In the second one, he's walking through a field and he's got a beard and everything and he kills a bunch of like rednecks and shit. And (laughs) we didn't get very far because I'm like, I don't understand this. What's the backstory? (laughs) Yeah. So start with one. And then continue on. But how come he's not old and crippled? Like, where is his cane and his, you know, does he need glasses now? Does he have glaucoma? (laughs) What's he doing for drops if he does? Because he's on the run. Well, you know, maybe it's just the the evil that possesses him. Oh, yeah. That's how it works. Satan always rewards you. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Aside from movies. Have there been other experiences that you've had? Because I have a couple more. So this is why I say it doesn't matter how old the house is. Yeah. When I got my house, it was a manufactured home that I had ordered and made to my specifications. Mm-hmm. So it was brand new. Nobody had lived there. It came from the factory on trucks. They put it together. Blah, blah, blah. I move yeah. in. Now, I don't think the kids were home this weekend or whatever, what, this night. But I had my cat, Harfarger. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was cool. And I'd raised her from when she was, before her eyes were open and everything. Good cat. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting in bed one night reading or something. And she came bolting in from the living room up on my bed. And she had this, like, total panic look in her eyes and she like turned around and looked towards the doorway and then went to the window which was open but had a screen in it and she's like looking for a way out and then she'd look at the door and her eyes were like huge and she was seeing something and it was terrifying the shit out of her poor baby right so that's why i say it doesn't matter i mean spirits can move wherever the hell they want there are no rules yeah. So 
it really doesn't matter how old the house is. Nobody had died in that house. It was brand new. You know, yeah. I'm the only person that had lived in there. Yeah. And yet some spirit of, of an evil sort had come to my house and my cat could see it and was freaked the F out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I have more experiences at mom's house. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was not happy with it. So anytime I would visit my mom and no, 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 no. It'd just be mom because dad had passed by then. Um, like once I had Savannah, Savannah never slept well, ever when I would visit. Uh, she'd wake up in the middle of the night, just terrified, screaming, couldn't really do anything to calm her down. So I never got sleep. So then I was grouchy. Um, <clears throat> she got to the point where she was old enough to communicate. And we had the, really it ended up being the only spare room upstairs at our parents' house. It used to bedroom and no this has nothing to do with what Kirsten may or may not have done right um the door had the wood grains in it you know you could see it it wasn't painted it was just kind of a a lacquer on it shiny well Savannah finally because you know I had the door closed we're changing her into whatever and she's like scary mom it's scary I'm like what's scary and she points at the door and the way the wood grain was she was seeing like a really scary face. So then I started, anytime we'd stay there, I would throw a blanket over the door. Well, huh. it, it wasn't just the door. So I don't know if you've realized, Kirsten, but when mom had her house remodeled, that bedroom door was painted. Yeah. That was because of Savannah. She asked the workers to paint that door so that way I would visit more often because my daughter couldn't handle the door. Savannah requested it or mom did? Mom requested it for Savannah. Oh. All right. So this was probably before the door was painted. Could almost guarantee it. The night before Neil was killed. Okay. It was the night before Amy came and stayed with us. Mm-hmm. I say us, but I was visiting as well. So I decided to visit my mom for the I have my two girls with me. Jason had to work. And Amy, who you guys all know, she and the kids were coming through, stay a night, and then continue on up to Idaho for a family reunion. The night before Amy got there, uh, let's see, Rebecca was a baby, kind of. She was almost a she year old. Really little. Yeah, she was almost a year old. I had her sleeping in an old playpen next to the bed. Savannah was in the bed with me. And Rebecca woke up and she was really startled. I guess for the lack of better words, you know, crying. I don't know what's going on. Great. You know, it's just this house. My kids don't sleep. And uh, I think I had grabbed her and I pulled bed with me and as I was like starting to lay down I saw three black lines streaks go from the corner of the bed to like where the um so three black streaks from where the playpen was mm-hmm. it just like the three streaks just kind of like pulled down the corner of the bed and then onto the floor and like hmm. that's Nice. Great. I told mom. And then the next night's when Neil passed away. That's how I remember the timing. Mom Mm. was hearing stuff the night Neil passed away. What was she hearing? She was playing the game. Um, And she's going to probably tell me after, you know, she listens to it that I said it wrong. But we're going off of my memory, so sorry, Mom. You got to deal with it. Um, she was playing, like, solitaire or some card game. I don't know if it was on a tablet. Like, seven? Heaven? And she was hearing it frequently. 
Hmm. Now, it was part of the game. And then later on, she's like, no, don't think it was. <laughs> when I got home after Neil died, the night I got home. Now, I had been experiencing bed tremors. Come to find out they're not all that uncommon. Have you ever experienced them, Kirsten? What are they called? Just like a bed trimmer. You're in bed and it just kind of rattles, shakes. Uh, maybe. Okay. Well, see, you know, at first I thought, well, maybe it's me. You know, when I'm sleeping, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I moved and the bed just kind of shook. And mm. I was getting to the point where when I would sleep and that would happen, I would just reach over and touch Jason to try to ground myself. Is it me? Is it him? Is it, you know, what's going on? Mm -hmm. And it kept getting worse and worse. And you know, I'd it to him and then he'd kind of pay attention. He's like, you know, I have felt those. I just didn't really pay attention to it. The night I got home after Neil died, there was bed shaking. Jason's awake with me, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's like the room got really dark. And I know that sounds weird. It did. It got really dark and really cold. And next thing I know, my toes crawling up, freezing cold, and I can't really move. And it was almost like this demon was trying to take over my body. And it was such a, like a, um, I don't know, just a, a really gross feeling. You know, like it was so, violating my body. So, <laughs> as you're saying this, my thoughts are going, you know, their intentions aren't anything good. They want to scare you. They know they want to. Mm -hmm. But what if you had gone like, oh, oh, <laughs> and like pretended that you had climaxed and orgasmed and stuff from its touch? Like, would that have been like, <laughs> I'm going somewhere else. <sighs> She's a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Like, maybe if you acted the opposite way than what they were hoping your reaction would be, maybe they'd be like, you know what? No, I'm going to go try somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, if my brain ever works that way, maybe I'll try it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it seriously was such a horrible, gross feeling. And it went away, but then you could still kind of feel it throughout the house. I'm sorry, uh -huh. the apartment, which before we got our house, um, you know, the certain area of the apartment that always felt off, mostly to Jason. But it, it was weird. It was really not fun. Were you living in Vegas or? No, we were living in Utah. It was before we bought our house. Right. I don't know. I've I've seen spirits a lot, and eh, what do you do? What cool book? Do you remember the book uh, "Return from Tomorrow"? Nope. Did you you never read that? I don't know. I don't recognize the name. So Dad got it. <clears throat> Was it the out experience book? Yeah, that guy was in the military. And he like getting real sick and he's in the hospital and he woke up and anyways, he thought he woke up, but then he realized that nobody could see him or hear him. And he was, he had to get back to his body and he had died. Um, and when he had his spirit enter his body again, I guess it made it move or something. And so then they realized at the hospital, he was alive, mm -hmm. but yeah, there was all kinds of things like he could tell people that were happening that you wouldn't know if you were in your room, in your body. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a really, really good book. Um, but and it's based off 
true events. And I think it's called Return from Tomorrow. Yeah, I don't remember the name. And you remember a lot more detail than I do. I think I read it when I was in sixth, sixth or seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. I know that the salon in Ely, the Untamed Options Salon, mm-hmm. we had a ghost there. And his name was Frank. Mm. We don't actually know what his name was. That's the name we gave him. Yeah. But he was a little old man. And I believe he wore like, I mean, I never saw him. Okay. There were lots of people who did. Really? Oh, yes. But So they had one of those like XM radio things for the salon. Yeah. And they would have it on whatever. And out of the blue, it would change to like the weather in an easternly state. Hmm. I want to say like Minnesota or something or something. So they figured he must have been from there. But the reason we know what he looks like is because like um, one time, Deanna, she was working there as our spray tanner, right? Mm-hmm. And she came in on her day off or whatever. And I don't know what she was doing, but she's like, where'd Rick go? And Jennifer's like, Rick's not here today. She goes, yes, he is. I just saw him in the back. And Jennifer's like, he, no, he's not. So Deanna got really upset and she like went to the back to show Jennifer Rick's there. And she came out and she was just like totally like shocked, kind of almost scared looking. She's like, he's not back there. I saw a guy walk back there. Like, hmm. could have been, it was Rick. And then a client, because there was a like a frosted glass, heavy glass door that separated the salon from the spa. Yeah. And we left it open a lot. Um, we only closed it really if there was going to be a massage or some kind of like relaxing service going on, like a massage or a facial or something. Yeah. And um, so Jennifer's doing nails. She faced the front of the salon and the clients faced like the back. So they can see down the hallway. And they're there. I don't know what time of the day it was, but the client's like something like, it must have been early in the morning, like first thing. She's like, who's that? And Jennifer's like, what? And she goes, I just saw a guy walking down the back of the salon. So there were lots of people who'd seen him. And we just nicknamed him Frank. We don't know what his name was, but yeah, for some reason, he hung out in that building, which was actually three different levels. There was an upper the ground level, and then a basement area. Oh. And we just assumed he hung in that part of the salon because the bathroom was there and he probably liked to watch us women take peas and stuff. I don't know. Oh, I figured it was like the Brazilians and stuff happening. Well, that would be more towards the front. That was the first room after you oh. went through the doors. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Although the spray tanning room was back there and most people got those nudies. You know? <laughs> Pervert. <laughs> well, you know. But, <clears throat> no, um, he was harmless. He just would do odd things and we didn't have a problem with him. So yeah. when, they, when they were moving across the street because they uh, joined forces with a salon across the, the street, I think Jennifer invited Frank to come along, but I don't think he did. Hmm. So. How about that? What about that? Yeah. Hmm. Fun. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I figure, you know, I've been around it enough. If I move into a home and it is haunted, okay. Yeah, but. What about that house you almost looked at or you did look at? And the realtor was like, I really don't think this house is for you. It doesn't feel like one for you. Oh, and my it goodness. And it that. And it weird and it felt bad. And- you know, he didn't even tell me that. So really nice guy. Feel incredibly comfortable being around him. And so it never even crossed my mind that he would have thought it was inappropriate to walk into an empty home with me. 
you know, me being married, I'm married. Um, but it happened to be that house where he's like, Summer, I am so sorry. He said, I have to apologize to you. I have my own standards of how I show homes. And he said, I totally forgot, skip my mind, that I don't think it's appropriate for me to enter an empty home with a single woman. And I'm like, yeah, that's okay. You know, I can handle that. No problem. Didn't take offense. So he walked into the house. I'm just kind of checking out the backyard. You know, that's going to matter because I had two kids, three kids, but only two who'd really go outside. Uh And he comes out and he says, you know, I don't want to talk for you. I don't want to speak for you. He said, but the house just doesn't feel like a home that you would be in. Do you still want to look? And I said, yeah. Upstairs, totally fine. Get into the basement. And I would say it was a little weird, but things happen. You know, there was one basement window from the street that had been broken. They didn't clean it up yet. Okay. Start to walk down the hallway in the basement. And yeah, there was a very, very, very dark, dark feeling. And the weird thing is it was at a certain door and that door had like a fork shoved under the door, that little gap between the floor and the door. And it was like this really weird way of lodging it under. And that door was the only one that was locked. You know, I'm walking down, I see that and I'm just feeling that horrible darkness and like, okay, yep, I think we're good not interested and he's like okay i kind of wondered right well i think you have to follow your instincts yeah i don't remember where i heard it probably in a movie but it's one of those things that people say that rings true in that you follow your instincts because there's something that you're mind is sensing that your eyes are not or whatever mm-hmm. but there's different senses like you can and that's nothing infernally remember like i think you thought i'd walked into a room or something and i hadn't you can feel when somebody enters a room it's like your back's to them maybe not all the time maybe you're preoccupied but there's sometimes if you're just not really doing anything, you can kind of feel somebody walk into a room. Yeah. And there's been times like that. So <clears throat> there's these senses that your body has or that you have <clears throat> that maybe the rest of your senses are like, no, 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 whatever. So there's something there that you need to trust and follow. But um, where was I going to go with that one? I don't know. Huh. I lost it. <laughs> no, I, I fully believe in going off of what my body is picking up. And it's because things can be blind or like blind to. I would even say blind. A person may not see things that are hidden. But your body feels it. And so when my body says, nope. And we're like, all right, that's a big nope for me. And we'll just continue on another way. <clears throat> right. So I really wanted another one I was going to throw out there, but I can't remember what it was. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't remember the house in Fernley being other than your one room. And I don't think I started that until I started being all dark and everything. Yeah. I mean, I I felt a presence in the house, but it never felt dark. Right. You know, I I had felt it for years. And it was just like a familiar. I don't it it was a, a feeling that you just became familiar with. Not that it was a familiar entity. But it it had been around enough. 
that was just like, okay, yeah, I know this one. And it was weird because remember that one Sunday in the summer, there was the Casey lookalike who was visiting his grandparents. Uh, across the street? No, it was like in another housing area, but we met them because of church. And there was this guy oh. and he looked like Casey. Uh-uh. You don't remember that. That is insane. But um, we went over to their house, the grandparents' house, and we were hanging out with them because it was like a group of kids who were visiting for the summer or whatever, a couple weeks. And I felt our ghost there. Like it wanted to tag along, say, hey, you know, I want to meet more people. I don't know. But, you know, you get used to a certain feel of certain entities. Yeah. Hmm. I know when I moved here to Wyoming, the little house I was renting, I could feel it was like an older couple's house and they really liked their house. Even though some like renovations had been done and stuff, they, they liked their house. And I, I loved the house. It was only a two bedroom, Mm -hmm. one bath. It was very small, Mm -hmm. but it was a very cute and comfortable home. And I liked the energy and I could feel them there. And I told them, I love your home and I will respect it. And I never had any issues um, with my spirits there. Yeah. Well, that's good though. There's a a building in Ely on Main Street, but a lot of those buildings are super old. And they all so, seem like they're vacant. Well, there are, a lot of them are haunted. So this one was a ballet and dance studio. And then she moved her dance studio somewhere else. And then it became like a jewelry shop thing. Oh, Carrie had her salon there for a minute. And that's where I'm most familiar with it. But I would be there like late at night doing chores or, you know, cleaning or whatever after I got done with a client. I could feel something there. And then somebody else was there one time and they're like, "Uh uh-uh, they could feel it too. Mm. Maybe she had somebody come in and sage it. And she said it was something like um, uh, three spirits. There was Mm. an evil man and an evil woman that was like with him and would do whatever he wanted. And then there was a good man that was like trying to keep them from doing it. Hmm. And like, it was very detailed when they did their thing there, but uh, yeah, I wasn't the only one that could feel it. Oh yeah. But... No. So I had the experience of being able to go to, um, God name Kirsten. Okay, Corral. Tombstone. Tombstone. Had the opportunity to go to Tombstone. Holy cow. It is so amazing. If you like history, I don't know. I think maybe some people might be bored, but I loved it. And we went to the Birdcage, which was a bar and more or less a burlesque house. Woo-woo. But it was very separated, so it was really neat. Um, you walk in, and it just looks like a bar. But you go around a wall, and then it opens up in theater. And up on the sides, you know, that's where the seating, you had the balcony seating. Okay, so, yeah, there were the balcony seating. And inside, they just kind of had it more of like a um, museum. You know, various things set out. And it's haunted. They've let you know. And you also have an opportunity to take a uh, a tour where it's all lights out. We're with the kids, so, you know, we're doing lights on. Uh-huh. And you know, I got so far into it. And you could just feel. You could feel that it was haunted. And various parts of inside there, um, I would get dizzy 
and it felt different than any experience I've ever had where my chest was just tight and it was hard to breathe. So, you know, just, but the one spot in particular, when you get a little bit back, a little further back, they have an old hearse, you know, a horse-drawn hearse. Uh-huh. And it was in that room. I would face one way and I was really lightheaded and I'd have to brace myself. But if I just turned, and I'm not even talking about moving the butt, turn the other way, I was fine. Turn back, I'd have to hold myself up off the wall. And you, know, you get those experiences in different spots throughout that building. It was crazy, but it was so neat. And it took about five minutes from leaving there for all of that feeling to go away. Makes you wonder what happened in those spots or... Yeah. Um, I don't think our girls really picked up on anything, which is good. But Jason and I both, you know, we acknowledged it when it was happening and we were fully aware. So I highly recommend it to anybody who's interested in that type of thing. And they do have the lights out tour. I don't remember what it's called, but it's all dark. Hmm. Ghost Adventures, I think, have been through there. It is so neat. Right. Well, so talking about, you know, we've been talking about the scary things, but there's also good things. Um, So in the house in Ely, um, when I left my first husband and I was very, very distraught for quite a while, not because I was in love with him and whatever. It was because I had only been in the marriage for five months when I'd left him. Um, And in my mind, a marriage is something very serious and, you know, you really need to try and make it work. And so the fact that I had even had a confirmation from God that it was the right thing to do to leave him, it was still very difficult mm-hmm. and it was a very stressful period of time for me. I was pregnant with Kirsten. Um, and I remember I used to just have Paul sleep with me. It was comfort for both of us. Yeah. Um, but I was sleeping in the Anita room in the basement and I felt somebody sit on the edge of the bed. And it's like, I was just dozing off. And to the point that my feet rolled towards that direction. And I opened my eyes and saw there was no one there, but I didn't feel scared. I didn't feel any kind of evil. And then that next morning, just as I was coming out of sleep, but hadn't even woke up yet, I felt the bed rise on that corner. Mm-hmm. And like to the point that my feet moved <clears throat> and I opened my eyes and there was no one there. So I strongly believe that that was um, a family member or a guardian angel or somebody who would just watch over me because I was so distraught. Um, yeah. It was a very stressful, hard time for me to know that I had failed in my marriage after only five months, but he was hurting my three-year-old son <clears throat> and had threatened to kill me if I ever left him. Yeah. Uh, but then I went to Reno and stayed with Aaron's ex-wife, Stacy, right? Okay. And when I was there, just as I was coming to in the morning, I felt the edge of the bed raise and open my eyes and there was no one there. Mm-hmm. Also, Tara's house oh. in Cold Springs. Cold Springs. Um, she had a hide-a-bed couch in her living room. Mm-hmm. And I believe Paul was with me. We were sleeping. And now Hans is the same age, um, just a few months younger than Paul. Mm-hmm. And they were young. It felt like they're like around, I want to say, seven or eight or something like that. Okay. And I was asleep. Maybe I felt, it seemed like there were two incidences in the same night. 
But at one point I woke up and looked at the foot of the bed. Like I could feel like somebody standing at the end of the bed Mm -hmm. and I woke up and looked and there was no one there. And it felt like a young child, like not like two or three, but about the age of Hans. Yeah. And maybe at one point I'd like open my eyes because I was laying on my side and it felt like somebody was standing next to the bed and there was no one there. So in the morning, Tara comes out and I said, it's a child. And she goes, what? I said, you have a child spirit in your house. And, you know, I'm not the only one that felt that. Mom did, too. And she got the same impression. Oh, yeah. That it was a child. So and it wasn't a bad feeling. It was just that uh, there was a child presence standing next to the bed and like looking at you when you were sleeping. And she had even inquired and Hans was um, like in his parents' room or something mm-hmm. during that time. So it wasn't even him. And Paul was sleeping next to me. Yeah. So oh, I, I had heard about that. Um, I had slept on that couch quite a few times, it seems like. And I never experienced it. But I do remember Tara saying there's been like a little girl who watches. I don't I can't I don't know that I knew if it was a boy or a girl, just felt like a child about the age of Paul and Hans. Well see the thing is is this was before. This was before. Well, okay. It'd be before <laughs> what you are discussing, because you're saying Paul and Hans would have been around seven. Six or seven, I think. Yeah, yeah. So this would have been years before that. Paul would have been born. And you... You may have had Kirsten. But if you had Kirsten, it would have been a very young Kirsten. Right. So when I slept on that, all these children were much younger than what you are discussing. Right. But I'm like, well, I must have been way too tired to be aware of anyone watching me. Just let me pass out. Right. I don't know. But. Yeah. You know, it, it happens both ways, the good and the bad. Mom mm-hmm. saw Grandpa after he died. Like she nope. could only see him in her peripheral vision every time she'd like turn to see him head on. He wouldn't, she couldn't see him, but she turned back. She could see him clearly in her peripheral vision. Yeah. And that's after like he had died and she had stayed for like a week now grandma gets settled and she was on her way back to Nevada and mm-hmm. she was getting off the airplane. But you know, I do believe that your family can come and comfort you and oh yeah and visit. So one real neat experience that we had, um Jason's mom passed away about two years after we got married. And we all went to Iowa for the service. And he has a big family. Um, Two blood brother, well, blood brother, blood sister, and then five adopted siblings. And Uh one of the nieces, this was the night of the funeral. She woke up and she saw her grandma leave the area where the dogs were, go into the living room. And this is where all the grandkids are just sprawled out for. Um, Jason's little sister, his baby sister, is younger than his oldest niece. But she went to his sister and stroked her face. And she, you know, kind of went to each individual. She went downstairs to where Mike, her husband, was. And then the boys. And then she came back up and she went down the hallway and went to each room where people were sleeping. And all yeah. the family could say, of course, she went and saw the dogs first. <laughs> I truly believe animals can see things that people cannot. Yeah, you're not going to convince me otherwise. Right. I've had too many experiences where an animal is suddenly acting in an odd way and i'm not going to say it's just cats i'm not going to say it's just dogs like horses just animals they can see things and they will respond and you know 
Yeah. Whatever it may be, they can see things that we cannot. And, and yeah. No, I think it's very much, you know, I, I would believe that animals are more in tune to seeing things than we are. Since they don't have a full on language, they go off of sensing energies. Yes, there we go. (laughs) Energy was the word I was looking for. They sense energy. They sense it off of each other. They sense it off of us. Mm -hmm. So why would they not sense the energy of a deceased? Right. So my horse, Stud Muffin, he, you know, all animals are like this, but he knew when I was having a hard day and he'd come up and hug me. Mm -hmm. He'd put his head over my shoulder and then pull me in and hold me that way. Aren't they amazing? And he smelled so good. (laughs) And I just hold him and we just sit there and hug each other. But he, he knew. Yeah. Well, you know, my whole medication saga, I was having a really rough night and my dog Coco, she made sure to be there with me. She never sleeps on the bed with her head facing me. It's usually her back end. (laughs) (laughs) It just, that's how she normally sleeps. But that night in particular, she laid next to me and she made sure she was really close and she slept with her head facing towards me and up on my body. And that's not normally what she does because she's a a big girl like me and she's also, (laughs) um, she's lab. She likes cooler rather than warm. And you get too much body heat, it gets warm. But that night she made sure she was right there with me. And that was a couple nights before I experienced what dementia feels like. Right. Well, animals are a blessing. They are. Uh, they really are. But I think we pretty much hit all the, I don't know, the spooky that we've experienced. For for this week, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm really itching for, I don't know. For Halloween, I'm normally not quite this into a holiday, or I haven't been this into a holiday for a while. But I'm well, like, next week, maybe we'll talk about costumes that we've had and do and like and seen and <sighs> things you have to do for your kids because of costumes in school. Hey, I like dressing up in costumes. Okay, I dread Halloween and school. Because Rebecca always wants to dress up, or both my girls, they dress up as things that nobody knows. And it's never anything scary. And Rebecca's always has a mask, and you can't wear a mask at school, so then I have to paint her face. And I'm not artistic, guys. I'm just not. (laughs) Don't expect me to paint you as a rabbit. Or this year, as an alligator. Just Google like the Pinterest thingy, isn't that? I just copied the mask. But really, really, guys? She's Monty from FNAF. I don't know who that is. Yeah. Well, she was Bonnie last year, and that was that bunny that kept going after you when you were doing the virtual reality. I see. But this year, it's Monty the alligator? I don't know. And it's like 80s themed, kind of. I don't know, Kirsten. This is just, why? Why? But anyway, enough with that for this week. We'll save it for next. Right. And check um, out our merch. I'm, I'm trying hard to get it up on that web page. I made it easier for you guys to get onto the web page. Because all those dashes and dot, whatever it said, that was confusing. So now you can go to our webpage at Salty Crackers the Pod at at what? Not at dot com. I'm all like, <laughs> like at at Gmail. That's our email address, which please email us, give us ideas. And if you want to see our lovely model, Alina shirt and a mug. Yeah. 
Woo woo. Woo woo. Then you can't. So I'm, I'm trying to get more information up, trying to figure out how to get it all set up. But plus, you can see the cyst removal links there. Yeah. I checked it out the other day. Yeah. You like it? Sure. You have a I lot mean, of views. The website. Uh, that, that's really neat. Yeah. So I think we're we're getting there, kinda. Right. Well, everybody, I've got to pee, so we've got to cut this off. <laughs> Too bad we can't make her pair of pants. <laughs> you can. I keep them, <laughs> or I'll just go pee, and you guys will hear me tinkling in the toilet. <laughs> All right, y'all have a salty day. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.